Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And it's the time I look forward to very much joining you at 3 o'clock here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here serving as your live and local concierge for conversation as we rationally and reasonably in a safe environment look at the issues of today and we're able to talk those over with each other, even disagree without being disagreeable, which is not something we see a lot nationally. So it's a treasured time for me, and I thank you so much for joining me every uh, day, Monday through Friday, here on the Mike Douglas Show. Well, it was uh, a little over 24 hours ago when uh, Hennepin County District Judge Peter Cahill read the verdict in the trial of Derek Chauvin. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Same caption, verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. These opportunities always provide us with the opportunity itself to look at the proceedings and think about how can we do things better. We've had the opportunity now over 24 hours of mulling this over and thinking about it to uh, assess opinions about how the trial went. And we're uh, very, very pleased to have with us today uh, someone who is very used uh, to trials. He's very used to the law enforcement structure. Uh, you know him from previous broadcasts. His name is Bob Deklinski. He's former uh, FBI agent. And uh, Bob uh, has been thinking about this, has some uh, very salient points to make, I think, about what happened during the trial and how that may affect uh, and appeals as well. Bob, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Great to have you yeah. back with us. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you very much. Hey, Bob, uh, would you just very quickly uh, review, review in a thumbnail sketch uh, your career with the FBI just to provide us with a frame of reference? Well, I had uh, 24 years as a special agent uh, with the FBI and I uh, spent my uh, tours in uh, San Francisco and Sacramento and and uh, ended up in Modesto, retired out of there in 1999, and uh, worked criminal cases, foreign counterintelligence, um, civil rights cases, um, drug cases, fugitives. Um, I really had a chance to work the whole gamut of the FBI, and, and I really had a great time doing it. It was hard not to be – it was hard to be bored, uh, so a lot of excitement for us. I'm sure. Bob, you've uh, you've thought about this uh, in, a, in a critical way. I don't mean a negative critical way, but in terms of critical thinking, which is something we advocate here uh, on, on KFIV. And thinking ahead to the, I think, the obvious uh, appeal that would uh, occur, we want to talk about some things maybe that we need to learn from this particular trial that we need to make sure 
would be done differently in the future. Uh, Let's talk about the jury first and the way that uh, the judge handled the jury. Your thoughts on how Judge Peter Cahill handled the issue of the jury and uh, the issue of sequestration. Well, it's, you know, we can always um, armchair quarterback these things, but I think the the most obvious thing that the judge uh, erred in, and I think most uh, critics will uh, express the same thing, is because of the riots that occurred there prior to the trial and just after the, the death of Floyd, um, it's going to be hard getting a jury there in the first place. He really should have moved it uh, to a different location and then sequestered the jury. And at least if he hadn't uh, moved it, he should have sequestered him right off the bat because you're going home. You, they may try their best to not listen to the news or whatever, but you got family members and everything. And, and something so volatile as this, um, the judge should have really sequestered them in this aspect. Bob, in this day of age uh, where... <laughs> where we have social media, where the world is in our hand, on our smartphone. Is it really, I'm wondering, is it really possible to find a jury that hasn't heard of any of these issues and that can really approach it with absolutely no bias? Do you think that's still possible in today's age of social media? Well, I tell you, if you can actually find somebody that hasn't heard about that case, uh, in that area, you, you know, you'd be very, very uh, fortunate. Um, you just got to do the best you can, and, and that's where you just really have to. Uh, the judge, other than the attorneys quizzing the the um, the potential jurors, it's also up to the judge, too, to really look into the things and make sure that it's one thing hearing from the, the attorneys, you know, you shouldn't be listening to anything or uh, going out and listening to news and turning on the radio and stuff like that. It really has to be enforced by the judge, and I think he could have enforced it a lot better than what he did. Bob, you've also mentioned this issue of the uh, report on the carbon monoxide that was issuing from the uh, from the vehicle uh, right right adjacent to George uh, Floyd. What are your thoughts about that in terms of the timing of the report and whether or not that may have affected the proceedings or not? Yeah. Well, that surprised me uh, that there wasn't a mistrial right then and there because um, when uh, the defense uh, expert witness, uh, David Fowler, who was a forensic pathologist, mentioned about the carbon monoxide, uh, that 18% of it could have been in, uh, in the system of uh, Floyd, uh, all of a sudden uh, the next day or uh, that night, uh, they found a report by the Mr. Baker, who is the um, – examiner all of a sudden this report comes up where they had done the test uh, for uh, carbon monoxide but it wasn't given to the defense until the very last uh, minute so it caught the defense off guard and the witness uh, mr fowler who is now on a plane going home so the judge did the right thing and in, in saying okay we're not going to bring this up because, you know, it's it's something that should have been brought up. You had several months in advance to get this thing uh, to the defense. But then what came about is that when they brought uh, Tobin uh, in to uh, talk about the report and this oxygen level and the carbon monoxide, 
he still brought up and mentioned a report or test that was done. The attorney was admonished by the judge for that. However, it was still brought in again. And it just is like it's, it's tainted now. And I'm just surprised that they did not he did not do a mistrial on this one here because uh, it was just uh, an unfortunate thing. And what really stunned me is that the judge made an excuse for the uh, prosecution by saying, well, it might have been an issue that uh, maybe they're not following their standard operating procedures and they may have turned over to defense. Well, he could have stopped the trial for a bit of day and then looked at it and brought everybody in and sat them down and find out was this prosecutional misconduct or was it a true mistake. And again, it, it just didn't help the defense at all. Not saying he's not guilty, but the defense wasn't given a chance to uh, rebuttal that because their defense guy was on a plane going home. You know, Bob, I, I think something that uh, we need to remind ourselves as member of the members of the general public is that any uh, criminal trial like this, any trial at all, really rolls on a lot of technicalities and the ability to um, manage the evidence, the ability to uh, manage a jury, the ability to react to the judge, all of this plays in into a very critical drama. And it is not easy. And so often I think uh, public figures, even politicians, react in such an emotional way to, the, to these trials where really uh, what we're experiencing is a very technical drama that's, that's playing out. And so many things that we don't often uh, think about can affect those. Our guest right now is former FBI agent Bob DeKlinski. We're talking about the trial of uh, former police officer Derek Chauvin and the jury and its verdict that came down yesterday and are also uh, willing to take uh, your questions right now as uh, if you want to take advantage of the opportunity to ask uh, a man that has a lot of experience, a lot of deep experience, uh, not only in law enforcement, but in preparation for trial, chain of evidence and such. Bob DeKlinski, he'd be more than happy to take your calls as well. We'll be doing that in about three or four minutes. Coming right up here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360. First traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. You're tied up in Stockton because of a stray piece of tire tread. Northbound 5 before March Lane. This tire tread in the left lane has you backed up about 10 minutes all the way to French Camp Road. South 99 Manteca leaving 120. Delays all the way out to Hammett. And then for Modesto, South 99, it's slow from Tuamu Boulevard all the way to Mitchell Road. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, here we are. Mortgage rates are starting to pick up a little bit, but with fixed rates hovering in the 2% range, there is still time. Tom Sullivan here for the local company I trust 
take care of you. First, California funding. So many of the mega banks with their auto dialers and call centers just want to sell you. No matter if it makes financial sense or not, First Cal will not sell you. They will give you honest advice because they're in this for the long haul, not the quick buck. Rates are still historically low. Home equity is at record highs. Pick up the phone. I guarantee you'll have a pleasant, informative discussion with someone who really cares and knows their business. Veterans, you can still purchase with zero down, 100% financing. Serving California for over 20 years. Make the five-minute call today, 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real Estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 282458. Equal housing lender. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your renter's insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy, except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need, so there's that. I mean, look, so beautiful, so empty again. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Millions are tuning into Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for real news. Now, Newsmax is asking if you approve of Joe Biden, his policies, and trillions in spending. And did President Trump do a better job? Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. Let us know who you like. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Text RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. And watch Newsmax today. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show as we rationally, reasonably discuss the issues of the day that directly affect us uh, here in the Central Valley of California. Our telephone number here, important right now, we have with us as our guest, former FBI, retired FBI agent Bob Deglinski, as we talk about some of the finer points of the trial that occurred and how some of those issues, how they were handled, may affect appeals. Our telephone number here is area code 205, I'm sorry, 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. And uh, let's go to uh, Debbie and uh, Stanislaus. Debbie, uh, you have a question for uh, Bob Deklinski. I do. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Mr. Thomas and the nice gentleman that's a retired FBI. My question is this, and I haven't heard it from anybody yet. Why was it not brought up before the hearing, during the hearing? Why did we not bring up the other three officers that were there? This might have been a possibility that, Mr. that the man did not have to die. If those other three officers had taken mm-hmm. their responsibility, no matter what rank they were, mm-hmm. and stopped this man, maybe our scenario well, would have been completely different. Yes. Thank you, Davey. Uh, let's give Bob um, a chance to answer there. Bob? 
Thank you. Well, it it was really up to the uh, prosecution to, uh, uh, you know, bring them forward if they wanted to uh, solidify this thing. Um, They want, for some reason, they wanted to try them separately. And uh, I I really didn't get an explanation. I haven't heard anything myself as why they didn't bring three officers forward. And, uh, but the prosecution chose to, to prosecute them individually. And, uh, and the defense, of course, they wanted to just have one trial, one focus, uh, and just stay with the main fact that this one individual is being charged uh, three ways. So the only, submission I, the only thing I can think of is that the prosecution, for some reason, wanted to keep it separate. Thank you, Debbie, for your question. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Our guest, former FBI agent Bob Deklinski. Uh Dennis uh, from Waterford, you have a, a question about the FBI itself. Dennis, you're on with Bob Deklinski. Yeah, thanks for letting me, uh, Mike. Um, by the way, of a certain age, uh, I knew a Mike Douglas, I didn't know him personally, who was on TV some years ago with talk shows. Any relation? <laughs> uh, no relation. <laughs> Last name is spelled a little bit differently, but I remember him well, my friends, so I I know your age. <laughs> Go ahead with your question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Mr. Deklinski, I think it's the second time I've heard you, and I have a question I'd mm-hmm. like to ask you because I have my own sure. opinion. What is your opinion of the FBI, considering some of the machinations and things that occurred during Donald Trump's presidency? Well, and I have a very strong opinion, too. And um, uh, I come right to the point. Uh, Director Comey and um, Assistant, uh, the Assistant Director uh, McCabe uh, both should have been fired. Uh, if I had done that, uh, what they had done uh, during my tenure at the Bureau, uh, not only had been fired, I would have been prosecuted. And uh, they brought on a disgrace to the great men and women who uh, are working hard right now and were working hard when I was in. And um, I, I honestly believe that this uh, Russian thing uh, was a hoax. And number two, um, um, it should never even start. They have enough evidence to uh, not even start this uh, case that was going. And to take somebody into the White House, to take somebody in the White House to spy on um, people in there and try to interview them and stuff, it, it's beyond protocol. And um, that matter should have been handled through the Department of Justice. And it wasn't being handled properly. Dennis, thank uh, you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Deklinski, for confirming that I'm not totally insane. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, thank thank you so much uh, for for uh, for your question, and and Bob, thanks for your various your uh, your very honest and and genuine answer there. Again, Dennis, thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. Our telephone number here two zero nine five five one. Three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Here on the Mike Douglas Show with our guest, former FBI agent, now retired, 
Bob Deglinski. Uh Bob, there was a very interesting uh, fine point that I hadn't thought about, but, but you've noted it uh, as you've analyzed the case, and that is the issue of uh, the uh, prosecution accusing the defense of lying. Help! Uh, it, we have about two minutes. Help uh, unpack that for us and, and give us your read on if, if that affected the case or not. Well, when you're doing closing statements, uh, you do get a lot of latitude to present your case, either prosecuting uh, attorneys uh, presenting their, their final arguments as well as the defense. But there's a protocol that occurs, and you can't, uh, you can't go across the line of accusing the other side of lying. Okay? Now, in this particular case, uh, Attorney Blackwell, uh, was accusing the defense of creating stories and shading the truth. You can't make a statement unless it's been presented in court and you can show that that was the other side doing. You have to stick to the facts and evidence. Attorney Blackwell is a civil attorney. He wasn't, he's not a criminal attorney. He was brought on a team to help in this matter. Now, what he does is he was a class action attorney. He's a commercial, handles commercial disputes, he does product liability. He isn't that typical prosecuting type of attorney. So I think he stepped over the bounds, and I, th- I think that's another issue that uh, they, when he brought it up as a mistrial for the uh, defense, and he was turned down by it. But there's so many things that this uh, defense attorney can bring up for an appeal. Bob, why the choice of that particular uh, attorney to be the prosecutor, do you think? Well, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I'm assuming right now, but they needed an attorney from the community, and and, um, they had to show both sides of, uh, you know, uh, either whether it's a Hispanic or a black, but a minority, but a a minority that was was a good attorney, a good civil attorney, but they brought him in to, because he's well-known in that community, he was respected as a civil attorney. And uh, they brought him on, I think, because of that. And so, uh, again, uh, that's my impression and what I've heard from other attorneys, uh, too, talking about the matter. Uh, Perhaps uh, because of his connection with the community, trust uh, trust with the community, perhaps. Um, uh, Interesting, interesting thought there. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with a former FBI agent, retired now, Bob DeKlinski, about the Derek Chauvin trial. And uh, we'll continue our discussions in just a few moments. Uh, Bob, if you don't mind holding over, I've got one or two more questions for you uh, relating to things that might affect an appeal uh, down the road. And uh, we'll explore those in a couple of minutes, my friends, at 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483, as we continue to process through the verdict of the jury yesterday in the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, We'll be back in about five minutes, again, with uh, former FBI agent, now retired Bob Deklinski, right here on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
Hi, I'm host Robin Roberts, and on a new podcast from iHeartRadio, COVID-19, Immunity in Our Community, we'll hear from Americans on the front lines and the doctors and medical experts who convince them and their loved ones to roll up their sleeves and get vaccinated. Listen to COVID-19 Immunity in Our Community on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We can do this. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. You're tied up in Stockton because of a stray piece of tire tread northbound 5 before March Lane. This tire tread in the left lane has you backed up about 10 minutes all the way to French Camp Road. South 99 Manteca leaving 120, delays all the way out to Hammett. And then for Modesto, South 99, it's slow from Tuamli Boulevard all the way to Mitchell Road. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Hello, I'm Michelle DeBudio, Executive Director of Valley Caregiver Resource Center. Life is full of challenges for older adults. At Valley Caregivers, we're here with the tools you need to take care of your loved ones and better care of yourself. Our purpose is to help families caring for loved ones impaired by chronic ailments such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, or stroke. Caring for older adults can be difficult, especially if you're doing it alone. Valley Caregiver provides respite, education classes, legal consulting, and support groups, and each client is assigned a personal advocate that will walk alongside the caregiver journey with you. I would like to invite you to call Valley Caregiver Resource Center at 559-224-9154 or visit our website, valley.org, 559-224-9154. Valley Caregivers only sees possibilities by providing support to unpaid family caregivers. Thank you. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Did you know the average dog needs 60 minutes of exercise per day? Well, Canines on the Move understands that exercising your pet is essential for good health and alleviating destructive behavior. Trust the experts at Canines on the Move. If you're too busy to exercise your dog, call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. That's 209-226-1150 because a walk a day keeps the vet away. From the Exergen to Pearl Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast hey there it's buck sexton host of the buck sexton podcast found on the iHeartRadio app and apple podcast please tune in every day as i cover the latest on politics national security and culture from a former cia officer's perspective the buck sexton podcast listen wherever you listen to podcasts now another iHeartRadio covid19 vaccine update new covid19 information for parents teachers and coaches we have not yet seen evidence of significant transmission of covid19 within schools when schools have fully implemented CDC's mitigation guidance. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says there is still concern about transmission in both club and school-affiliated youth sports. Get the latest vaccine info now at cdc.gov coronavirus. Sunny skies all around today. We will top out in the high 70s, almost 80 degrees today. Clear skies overnight, lows in the 50s. And then sunny tomorrow, 80s all around and light wind. 
It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for being part of uh, our ability to rationally and reasonably discuss the issues of today. We thank you so much for that. And uh, we're talking today about uh, some thoughts we have after we've had about 24 hours to process through the, the verdict in the uh, Derek Chauvin trial. Our number here is 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. Our guest right now is retired FBI agent Bob Deklinski as we uh, talk about some of his observations regarding the trial and uh, how that may affect uh, appeals down the road. Again, our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, 5513483. Let's go to Rippin Lawrence. Uh, you're on with Bob Deklinski and Mike Douglas here on the Mike Douglas show. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, we wanted to ask about the old uh all the gun issue with I remember the old I'm not for it, but um the gun issue about the old show was Andy Griffith. And I don't recall that. <clears throat> you talking about Barney Fife and his one sheriff. bullet in his pocket? Yeah. And and the sheriff it with was no the gun. Sheriff without a Okay. Yeah, sheriff and deputy with no guns. That's all. I, oh yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> I got you now. So are you uh are you thinking that uh that that's kind of a, a utopia idea that, that might be a good thing, Lawrence? No, actually not. Okay. But I, because I, I mean, not at all. I think a sheriff should have a gun. Okay. But just why is it going this way? All right. I don't know. talking about like defunding the police? Lawrence, are you talking about uh, the, the issues involving defunding the police and such, taking uh, guns away? Is, Is that is that what you're talking about? No, I don't think that. Okay. I, I think our every in our in our nation is thinking that's what it should be, but I don't think that at all. Yeah. Okay, I Lawrence. Remember that old TV show? Why? Well, I, I, I watched you, almost uh, every episode. Funding is not a place to go. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. Thanks for your call. Appreciate you phoning <laughs> in. Uh, and Bob, you know, Mayberry was was a nice thing to watch, but not not exactly a reality, uh, was it? No, no, it wasn't. In fact, <laughs> um, uh, if, if we go down this path, uh, it's just going to create more problems and um, uh, people that aren't trained to be police officers making traffic stops or, oh. you know, whatever without, you know, the proper training and stuff and uh, because, you know, you start defunding the police, your training's going to go down, you're not going to have as many officers, and um, it's just the wrong path to go down. And it's just, uh, there are other things we can do, like, uh, you know, and reinforce our training and stuff, but you start defunding and it's it's just a bag of worms. Well, and it sounds like this is the agenda, Bob, uh, behind a lot of politicians, and they're taking these opportunities 
uh, to massage uh, tragedies into promoting their own uh, ideas of how things ought to work. I think it was Berkeley, wasn't it, that just recently said their their plan uh, was to have citizens do traffic stops. Now, you and I both know the dangers of uh, any kind of traffic mm-hmm. stop. I mean, it, 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 you're on pins and needles because you never know what you're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. And, Bob, I, I just can't imagine that the city would actually accept the liability of placing citizens in that kind of danger doing traffic stops knowing uh, the dangers involved. I, I just can't conceive of that. Yeah, and I can't either. And so, you know, but you're, you got people the in Congress that, um, like, uh, AOC is, uh, you know, promoting stuff like that. And it's just, uh, God willing, uh, you know, uh, better minds will take the heat of it and, and put it down because it just ain't going to go anywhere. Bob, talking about uh, national leaders and such, I want to, I want to uh, explore with you a problem that I see in terms of national leaders really poisoning the well in terms of allowing people to have a fair trial. I'm going to play uh, three uh, quick uh, sound bites here from Maxine Waters uh, from the other day, Bob, and then let's talk about your observations. She, uh, she said ahead of the uh, jury verdict that she hoped for a a guilty verdict. I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that will say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we we cannot go away. And then someone in the crowd, uh, Bob, said, well, what about uh, if it's uh, a verdict of manslaughter? Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is is guilty for murder. And then uh, another question was posed, what if... What if the verdict uh, isn't delivered the way that you want it to go? What should protesters do? We've got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we need business. So let's explore this a little bit, Bob, in terms of how can we possibly, and and I don't want to deal with whether we think uh, Derek Chauvin was guilty or not guilty of the charges. Let's just talk specifically about a fair trial for whomever. How can we possibly have a fair trial for anyone when when leaders like this uh, say things that like she did? And then um, Rashida Tlaib, congresswoman. Uh, regarding the Dante Wright incident. She says it's not an accident. Policing in our country is inherently intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, Mm -hmm. and militarization. It can't be reformed. Uh, How does that Mm -hmm. strike you, Bob? Well, uh, it affects... uh you know, all of us, especially if you're going to be in the jury pool, when you hear statements like that, and it makes it harder for us to find jurors that want to get on and uh, to do a trial and uh, fear for their own lives, let alone trying to do a good job. And, uh, and, and look at uh, Congresswoman Waters. Um, even the judge, uh, Cahill, uh, said that, uh, told the defense, you may even uh, have a chance at a, uh, a reversal of the, uh, the, the verdict based on what she said. And so you even have the judge, even though he didn't call a mistrial or, or, or you, know, you know, stop it at this point, to just even 
talk to the jurors. Okay, did you hear this statement? Are you going to be able to 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 come forward with a verdict of the acquittal or guilty, uh, and put that statement away? And uh, he could have stopped the trial for a day and checked the jurors like he did before with uh, a couple of the jurors who heard the statement about uh, the money awarded to the family uh, from for the killing of Floyd. So, uh, again, it just taints the pool, and it creates a mistrial or an overturn by those statements. And the more they just keep their mouth shut, the better all things are going to be. And I would think uh, in Congress there should be some internal policing, so to speak, to say that, you know, we, we can't—if we want fair trials, if we really support the rule of law— then as members of Congress, we need to participate in, ter- in that process in terms of not stepping out like this and possibly uh, uh, tainting the, the trial itself. Bob, before we go, uh, interesting comment that the judge made that uh, there could be possibly grounds for appeal based upon statements like this. Did you, did you find that a little surprising from him? You know, that's that was probably the biggest surprise of all. And uh, but the point is, he knows he knows that there's going to be an appeal on something like this. And he's given ammunition for the defense, taking his statements that even the judge realized that. But I got to I don't know, but it's just a feeling watching through all the information that's been given out that there could have been a mistrial. There may be an overturn. I'm just surprised that he didn't declare it sooner. And um, uh, to go through all this and have a, and a, a turn in of the conviction is is a sad thing because the Floyd family will have to go through it again. Mm. The defense will have to go through it again. The prosecution will have to go through it again. And um, it, it could have been done easier, done by getting by sequestering the jury, taking it out of town, and start from there. Retired FBI agent Bob DeKlinski. Bob, thanks so much for visiting with us today, sharing your uh, expertise, your opinions. We really appreciate that. And, uh, by the way, thank you for your service to our country as well. So much appreciate law enforcement and the FBI. Uh, Thank you for your role in uh, helping protect our country. You're welcome. All right, we'll be back in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. We'll be talking more about uh, the Derek Chauvin trial, but we'll also be talking about some of the um, some of the spin coming from the White House. We'll talk about that at 209-551-3483. That's 209-551-3483 in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 First traffic from the Jackson Rancheria. Hey, Bob, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate that. Hey, Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Really yeah. appreciate you um, coming on with us today. <laughs> okay. Okay, you bet. All right, my yeah, friend. Thanks, Bob. Take, Take care. care. Thanks so much. We'll we'll we'll, we'll be talking we, soon. Okay. You got All right. Bye now.
Outkick coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Say goodbye to everything you thought you knew about home mortgages and say hello mortgage, a fresh new way to buying or refinancing your home. Say hello to simplicity and convenience. Say hello to sincere personal care and say hello to big monthly savings. Say hello to a 15-year fixed at just 1.75% rate, 2.169% APR. At Hello Mortgage, we don't believe in upfront fees and our experienced team of mortgage experts have helped thousands of families settle into the home of their dreams. That's right, a 15-year fixed as low as 1.75%. For the lowest rates and the friendliest service, call 800-GO-HELLO. 800-GO-HELLO. That's 800-GO-HELLO. Or visit hellomortgage.com. Intercontinental Capital Group DBA Hello Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Terms and conditions apply. $300,548,250 loan amount limits. All loans subject to underwriting approval and not all applicants will qualify. Rates subject to change. Licensed under the California Financing Law by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. License number 603B915 and MLS number 60134. When it's all about the money, you got to do it right. On the How to Money podcast, investors Joel and Matt talk tips and tricks for handling the money you have in a purposeful, thoughtful way that works for your lifestyle so you can really start living a rich life. Turns out that debt makes you dumber, potentially lowering your IQ by 13 points. And we all know that I don't have the points to spare, buddy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, debt really is more than just the interest you're forking over. Listen to How to Money on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Too busy or unable to exercise your beloved pet? No worries. Call in the Pet Whispers from Canines on the Move. Potty breaks, walks, conversations with your pet? Give Canines on the Move a call. 209-226-1150. A walk a day keeps the vet away. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code risk. Keeping you informed. We see a growing, growing crowd. Whenever news breaks. Jim, let me interrupt you. We're going to go into the courtroom where Judge Cahill is convening court. Stay with KFIV. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdict for the latest. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count one, guilty. Count two, guilty. Count three, guilty. Breaking news when you need it. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And PowerTalk1360.com. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, thank you so much for uh, joining us here 3 or 4 p.m. Monday through Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, giving us an opportunity to sit down uh, as if we were uh, having a cup of coffee together. In fact, I've almost drained my uh, 18th cup for today right here and uh, it provides us again with that opportunity and a very safe environment to discuss these issues in in real and genuine and authentic and reasonable and rational ways and so let's uh, let's continue some thoughts about governmental spin on some of these tragedies and I want to talk right now about a, a Another tragedy that occurred yesterday in Columbus, Ohio. Many of you, uh, I'm sure, have heard about it. Uh, African-American, 16-year-old, 
uh, is uh, was involved in uh, an altercation. Uh, the uh, body cam footage from police officers show that 16-year-old Makia Bryant uh, had a large knife in her hand and uh, was, uh, from from what I saw, at a very quick look at it, uh, was attempting to uh, assault uh, some other people with that knife. Uh, a police officer opened fire, uh, believing that she was a threat to uh, to someone else, apparently, and uh, she she died. As a result of uh, of those uh, of those shots that were fired, now here <laughs> here is what disappoints me in in terms of the mass media and and the public. Interim Police Chief Michael Woods was asked why the officer didn't fire at Bryant's legs. You see, we've, we've conditioned through video games, we've conditioned through television, we've conditioned through streaming, uh, Hollywood, that when there are law enforcement issues uh, that need to come up where it's a life or death situation, uh, and uh, the, the uh, police officer or the law enforcement official needs to make a decision whether to protect him or herself, or to protect others from a suspect that is violent, you don't ever shoot at body parts. That's pure Hollywood. Do we not know that? Have we not passed that wisdom on to our children? I guess not. It's an insane question. The only time you draw your weapon as a law enforcement officer, the only time you draw your weapon If you have a CCW permit, the only time you draw your weapon at home if you don't have a CCW permit and there's a threat, the only reason for drawing that weapon is to kill what's in front of you, not to take out a knee or a finger. That's Hollywood. No, it is very dangerous to do that because you have other issues of missing the target, of ricocheting. You aim for the body mass that you need to aim for, and you shoot to kill. Why do you shoot to kill? Because you're going to save a life of someone else or yourself. And it just astounds me that these kinds of questions are being asked. All right, let me move on real quick. By the way, if you'd like to weigh in on this, our telephone number 209-551-3483, Do you think government is interfering with these incidents now to the point where uh, the officers involved can't get a fair trial? Let me shift now to, now we've talked about this tragic incident in Ohio. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki talked about President Biden being briefed about the the shooting of 16-year-old Makia Bryant. And uh, she made this statement before the investigation is barely underway, labeling the incident in a way not likely to give the officers involved any opportunity for a fair treatment and a fair trial, in my opinion. Let's listen to what Jen Psaki said, the White House Press Secretary. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts black and Latino people in communities and that black women and girls, like black men and boys, experience higher rates of police violence. We, we know that. 
What study are we citing on that? And then she goes on, but she fails to give any context to the report that Makia Bryant was attempting to stab people with a large knife. In that context, listen to her statement. The killing of 16-year-old Makayla Bryant by the Columbus police is tragic. She was a child. She was a 16-year-old with a large knife attempting to stab someone. You see how this spin just alters the event? And this is before hardly the, the, the invest, you know, 24 hours in maybe to uh, the, the investigation. And this needs to take time. The investigation needs to allow to proceed, to be fair to uh, Miss Bryant and also to be fair to the officers involved. Here's, a, here's the last uh, statement from uh, White House Press Secretary Saki. Uh, focusing on two areas to help stop police shootings. Listen to this. Working to address systemic racism and implicit bias head-on, and of course to passing laws and legislation that will put much-needed reforms into place at police departments around the country. We're talking about reforms in the, in the context of an incident that has not yet been thoroughly investigated. Is anyone... Anyone in the mass media media going to uh, ask Miss Saki why she's making those statements in advance of the investigation? This is really, in my mind, unconscionable. Uh, I, I mean, statements need to be made, certainly uh, from the White House. I agree with that. But everything now is being made political and you can read the hidden agenda because it's not so hidden anymore. I am just appalled by those statements by Jen Psaki. You may disagree with me, and that's fine. Area code 209-551-3483. Or you can email me at mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. Com. I think government officials need to take an, a neutral uh, position, at least until the investigation is done. And then, uh, did you read this or hear? This is Governor Newsom's statement about the Chauvin trial verdict after the verdict was announced. This was put out uh, yesterday. Governor uh, said, the hard truth is that if George Floyd looked like me, he'd be alive today. No conviction can repair the harm done to George Floyd and his family, but today's verdict provides some accountability as we work to root out the racial injustice that haunts our society. We must continue the work of fighting systemic racism and excessive use of force. It's why I, here comes the narcissism, it's why I signed some of the nation's most progressive police reform legislation into law. I will continue working with community leaders across the state to hear concerns and support peaceful expression. I don't think that statement does justice to the Floyd family, nor to the officer, nor to the the whole of a very, very tragic incident. I'm... I'm sorry, Mr. Newsom, Governor Newsom. I think that was an irresponsible statement. Well, friends, uh, Trevor Carey show is coming up at 4 o'clock. I'll be rejoining you tomorrow at 3 here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.